Hello, everybody. Welcome to Expression Pass here on Watchfish Network. I'm your host and Lightning Excited Eddie V. Joining me is Bossman himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. It's me. Hi, Ed. Hi, boss. Hi, Corey. Guess what? What? The day that we recorded this, Switch has been available for five years. This is fifth anniversary. That's too long. Shelve it. Next. (laughs) Uh. I'm and also, and also, you know, it was Breath of the Wild. It was the kind of the swan song of the Wii U, but the birth of the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. over those five years, we have had some amazing games. Some people say it had this up and down, but definitely this year, we are getting some strong titles coming. Uh, so we're going to discuss the future of the Nintendo Switch for 2022 and probably beyond, I should say. Hmm. Sounds sounds sure. Yep. You know. Uh, <laughs> but before we get into that, I kind of want to ask you, what made you want a Nintendo Switch? What do you mean? What do you mean what made me want a Nintendo Switch? I'm going to slap you. <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> but but I'm serious. I'm like, what made you want a Nintendo Switch? Was because it... it was the next Nintendo console. What do you mean? I mean, I know these that, are, but... Ed, these are terrible cons- questions. <laughs> I have my launch Switch right here, okay? And I'm going to slap you over the face with it, okay? I do have a nice, pretty OLED, right? I also have a light, but... I mean, come on. This, man. This thing, right here. Right here, this guy. It's, uh... I mean... I think the reason why we were excited because obviously we were when we started Power Block, it was uh, the Wii U was like the console, right? And we yes. were kind of like the only people that wanted to talk about Nintendo at the time. <laughs> this is why I got stuck with Ed for Nintendo Power Block for seven years because nobody else wanted to talk to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Ed. Uh, but I think I think the Wii we've talked about this before that the Switch is the the uh, is what they wanted the Wii U to be, but the Wii U was backwards, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they tried to stream to the console or to the controller, stream the image to the the controller to have that handheld experience. Uh, but it turns out you just put the you put the console in the controller and then you put it in a dock to stream it to your TV, right? I mean, that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, so I think that this being the fully realized version of the Wii U, I mean, granted, we don't have a second screen or anything, which is, it's fine, right? I mean, yeah. certain games may never make it over because of that, but I mean, whatever, you know, it's fine. Get, uh, there's a lot of games that aren't a lot of places, right? So mm. I think... Uh, I think the Switch is just the perfect amalgamation of what we wanted from the Wii U, and we got it in most of the great games. Now, there's still there's still plenty of games not on the Switch yet, right? And I have them all sitting right here. We have Star Fox Zero, yes. right? Which may or may never come because of the jar, whatever. Anyways, we have The Wind Waker. My screen is glaring, so I'm trying to hold it down. We have Twilight Princess, 
And we have Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is a fantastic Xenoblade game. And if you've never played it, well, sorry, you missed out. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, all in all, like we've gotten all the the best games from from the Wii U over on Switch, even some of the obscure ones, and uh, that's I think that's why the Switch was so appealing is because it was it was the perfect amalgamation of what they wanted the Wii U to be. Plus, like obviously, we didn't know how long the 3DS would survive after the Switch came out because I think all in all they were planning on doing the. <laughs> essentially the Game Boy Advance DS and GameCube thing, <laughs> right? They were going to run yeah. the three-pillar strategy with Switch, 3DS, and mobile, you know? And now we've seen 3DS totally... I mean, what? I think the last game was published in 2019 for that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their mobile stuff is, I think, what? Fire Emblem Heroes and Mario Kart are the only two that are really going still for them? Yeah, or they uh, came out with that AR Pikmin game, I guess. Yeah, but and uh, Animal Crossing, uh, one. But I think now because of uh, the new Animal Crossing being out, yeah, it's the, kind of like that expansion, right? That's that's yeah. gonna that's gonna totally just you know this the mobile version is just gonna go yeah, away. Pocket camp, yeah, pocket camp. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I mean that's the Switch is is the one system that does it all and it allows Nintendo to focus on one console, right? I mean that was our biggest complaint with the Wii U and the 3DS, right? Where we mm-hmm. get like a a huge uh lull in Wii U games, but we get three or four 3DS games and we get a huge lull in 3DS games, but we get one or two Wii U games. And so you know, this allows them to put I mean, look at the lineup we're about to talk about this year. Uh, on top of third parties and indies and everything else, it's like, man, you know, we talk about the launch year, right? That was a huge year for them. Yes. Where they had like a major, a major game every four or six weeks, right? Yeah. And sometimes two in a month, you know? Uh, so, and, and 2022 is looking to kind of repeat that success in a, in a huge way. I mean, per title essentially so <laughs> yeah i i just you know if you ask me why i wanted to switch like i mean the short answer is it's just the next nintendo console and that's what we love but also like i think this was the true vision of what iwata had in mind when he created the when he you know had the wii and the in the wii u and the ds right and it's yeah. all I mean, we even talked about it when the Switch came out. It was like this was the uh, pinnacle of Iwata's vision, and he didn't really get to see it through, you know? But, uh, yeah. Why did you want to switch, Ed? Um, I Let me ask you that ridiculous <laughs> question. <laughs> no, to be honest with you, why I wanted to do Nintendo Switch was... Um, not not because because it was the next Nintendo system. Um, I was actually shocked to see when I first saw the commercial, and seeing that they combined, you know, you know, seeing Zelda is just seeing the dude play, and then he had to go somewhere, and then he just lifted it up. I'm like, wait a minute, what the world is going on? And then taking off the Joy Cons and handled it, and I was just like, oh my goodness, 
I'm like, they incorporated not only, you know, console gaming and handheld gaming, but to easily pass the controller to your friend and let them play it. Like, local gaming or co-op gaming right by you and everything. It just, I was just like, the possibilities that they could go on and then hearing about the HD rumble and all the ideas and um, definitely when I see arms and you know hearing the games that was coming out I was just like oh I have to have this and you know knowing that the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was going to be on it I'm like oh yeah I gotta get this you mm-hmm. know because not only I, I mean my gaming on 3DS wasn't fading or anything but I'm like I'm getting this console experience on the go so Definitely, if I'm on a podcast talking about I'm playing this game, I could continue, you know, playing it when I'm at work or I'm on the train ride and stuff like that. Um, and so I, I was just like, yeah, they, they're, they're mixing the things that they always wanted to do uh, to create this kind of, in a way, innovative uh, concept of gaming. And everything. And for some people, they said this is nothing new. They were just waiting for Nintendo to do it. But I was just like the way that they, the way that they marketed this, and people laugh. They ended up doing, and this was stuff that I ended up doing because I was just like, well, I'm not gonna really take my Switch out, you know, when I go, you know, to game. But then I started doing that. And I was just like, oh, what they, what they marketed the system for is what I'm doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why I wanted a Nintendo Switch. I at first I didn't think it was gonna be hard because everybody was just like, well, I'm not gonna get the Nintendo Switch. They're not gonna have no games on there. Third and third party not yeah, gonna. Be I mean, that's what we talked about that entire first year until, yeah. like, the only. Let's see. The only major third-party game, major third-party game that we knew was coming to Switch was Skyrim because it was in the launch trailer, right? Yeah. And, like, at that point, like, Bethesda had already sold a bajillion copies of Skyrim that, like, oh, well, we can put it on this kind of powerful handheld device and people will eat it up, right? Because, I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a 360 game. So, you know, I mean, the, the Switch isn't much power, more powerful than a 360 or a PlayStation 3, but, like, those consoles can run Skyrim, so why can't Switch run Skyrim? And so, like, we talked about that whole first year. Remember when they were playing up Street Fighter 2 as their major May game, right? Yeah. You know, and for Switch, and, like, I mean, I know Nintendo had uh, the Fire Emblem game that year for 3DS. Uh, Shadows of Valencia was that year. but yeah. And that was, that was Nintendo's May game, right? But, like, they were playing up Street Fighter 2 for May as their May game. And don't get me wrong, it's a good version of Street Fighter 2, but, like, Street Fighter 2? You're playing up an HD version of Street Fighter 2 for this? And, and so, you know, a lot of people were worried, you know? I mean, we had confirmation of Endies, right? Like, yeah. I know Binding of Isaac was a huge one for them, was, like, a timed exclusive, the After Birth Plus or whatever version of that. Uh, we already knew the Shovel Knight DLC was coming to Switch first, or Nintendo platforms first, right? I think it came to yes. Wii U. Uh, and then, you know, we got a couple other things after that, but like, I mean, everything that year was Nintendo games until the 
direct that year was when we saw Doom and Wolfenstein, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's uh, September. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we saw it. And that was like the first confirmation of, oh man, maybe third parties are really going to try. And remember when you came to visit that year and I went and got FIFA for Switch? Yeah. And it was awesome. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, it was, it was FIFA, right? FIFA. And we, <laughs> we didn't know at the time that that was the only version of FIFA you were ever going to need <laughs> because they've stopped <laughs> the literal exactly. roster updates. But I mean... It- and it was weird at that time because third party was just like, well, we're just going to sit back and assess. But they started seeing the sales of the system in the games. Yeah. I, and I think that's why when we looked at Bethesda kind of in a way being being from a Western, uh, Western party being the leader of their because they were seeing the sales. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was, you know, it, when it got to the point that Diablo 3 was coming to Switch like that was a shock to many people because you know yeah. I wouldn't think that Activision would support Switch well bringing- I mean we I- talked about that though like Activision is actually quietly pretty supportive of Switch except for Call of Duty right I mean mm-hmm. Activision and Blizzard uh, you know with Overwatch and Diablo and Crash and Spyro and you know they have a lot on Switch Except yeah. for Call of Duty, which is like, I mean, that's fine. I don't need Call of Duty on Switch. You know, we we <laughs> trust me. I played Go. I played Ghosts in Black <laughs> Ops Two on the Wii U. We do not need Call of Duty on a Nintendo console. <laughs> what unless is it, Black? You, unless you go Black into Ops multiplayer and want to feel really good about yourself, we do not need <laughs> those games on the Wii U <laughs> or on Nintendo. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that first year was all it was all first party games and. uh it was really that second and third year where we really started to see third party mm-hmm. really kind of come through. But it and it was weird at that time because third party, you know, even though some of the presidents and some of the people who was just like we're we're sitting back, you keep reading that the associates were playing Switch. And how they loved the system. It was all it was so weird that so many yeah, but developers that's, that's like a I mean, I don't. I feel like we talk about this all the time, and maybe it's just because we podcast for so long that it's just something that comes up every once in a while, and we just are tired of it. But like, that's a thing where, yeah, even if people are playing the Switch, like the company as a whole has to look at the return on investment with stuff. Mm-hmm. Where you know Bethesda thought the risk was worth it, and spoilers, it was worth it for them, right? Yeah. And so, uh, but then you see companies like uh like i'm trying to think like like ea right where Mm. they didn't think the investment was worth it and so you know a lot of people are mad you know including me i would love to play madden on the switch like if i just want to madden on the switch that's all i that's all i want right is like i will play madden on the switch i don't care how like i do care how bad it is because i didn't even buy it on xbox I waited wait until it came to Game Pass to play it, and I was like, oh, well, this is just trash. I'm just deleting it anyway. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Like, I would love, like, a handheld version of Madden and and play it, and we didn't get that. The only thing that we got was FIFA, and we got some Need for Speed ports, and we got Burnout Paradise Remastered, and we got, uh, what was that? I mean, we got Unraveled and stuff, but I don't really count those. You know, I'm, think- I'm talking, like, yeah. major EA. 
major major EA stuff. Yeah. And what Fee Fay? What was that game called? Fay. The, the purple fox game. Yeah. Fay. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, essentially the Switch is Nintendo is Nintendo, but where we really started to see things shine was like indie games or I mean, remember remember when we were playing uh, Rayman Legends right on the Switch? That was that yeah. was really fun. Uh, and indies and older game collections, right? Like we were talking about, we talked about Cuphead for a while and Ori and the Mega Man collections and and you know Death's Door and all these other games, right? Like that. Yeah. It's just a good place for indies, and that's essentially, I think, you know, once the Vita died, like I think a lot of Vita faithful were looking for that handheld indie scene, and the Switch gave it to them. Yeah, and and when it was weird, cause we're not weird, but when not we started seeing more PC games was coming and cross playing cross saves was coming. Like, uh, was yeah. it Civilization Four or something? It was it was Civ Six and Civ Six. Uh, the Witcher got it, and I think. Don't quote me on this. I think XCOM got it at some point, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we I mean we started seeing a lot of uh, PC saves being able to transfer, right? And that that was yeah super ideal for, especially for a game like The Witcher, right? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I I played The Witcher on Switch and it was fun, you know. I mean, it's. it's- it's a t- that is a technically impressive game. I think it's still like seventy or eighty gigs on the on the Xbox, it and gets. it's it's uh fits on a Switch cartridge somehow. The yeah, whole game it, is on the cartridge. Like the only thing that you download is like the the patch, right? Like the patches right. and stuff. It's not like a it's not like a Wolfenstein situation where they're like, oh, well, you need to kind of download the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, like even 2K bringing like the Borderlands games, even so, mm-hmm. even though Borderlands Three didn't come, and yeah, but uh, those other ones run. I mean, they're fine, right? I mean, I played a little yeah. bit of Borderlands One on the Switch. It was fi- it was fine. I'm just, like, it being on it being on the Switch is not indicative of how I feel about Borderlands. I just don't care for Borderlands, mm-hmm. which is weird because I'm a big Destiny fan and it's kind of similar. But yeah. And, and like Bioshock, and I think it was just like people actually getting those ports and going to support it, you know. But then it's just like seeing games like Astro Chain, um, mm-hmm. uh, Wonderful One Hundred and One. Even though I'm doing plat, I'm saying platinum. Bandai Namco coming in and helping making games with Smash and. Uh, well, I think Cap- I think where we kind of landed on that was where third parties took a chance on switch is when they made unique games for switch right we yeah. talk about uh you know shimigami tensei 5 monster hunter uh what did you just you just said something you just said one that made me remind me of that and i don't remember what it is now uh from bandai Nevco or uh, i don't remember uh, astral chain? yeah astral chain right and mm-hmm. obviously bayonetta 3 is coming and you know when these third parties kind of make these great switch games you know mm-hmm. dragon quest 11 right that we got the switch got the definitive edition over the playstation uh so i mean when, when the third parties focus on switch in a unique way i think that's where the switch wins you know yeah it's when you're trying to directly port things i mean there's a few ex- exceptions right like the witcher is a great version 
Uh, Doom is totally playable, right? Uh, yes. But all in all, overall, like when you're trying to straight up port a, a game down to the Switch or, you know, over to the Switch, it, it seems like those games are less favorable than the unique games, right? And Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's like... Because even, cause even like No Limited Run and Nicholas and all of these other companies that like are smaller bringing some games and doing physical versions of indie games and stuff, seeing how that was selling on Switch. And it was, it was, it's just kind of amazing to see how throughout the five years that system evolved from what people thought it was, wasn't, it wasn't going to be. To it now being at the number of a hundred plus some sales, million sales of a system, and all of these terrific games across the board selling in, in a way keeping companies open. Like we, we were talking about, uh, me and you were talking about how Square, like I mentioned how Square Enix is just kind of dominating on Switch because of so many of their games coming out and, um. Switch being kind of the main focus of a lot of now the Nintendo Directs, but you see a game come out on the Nintendo Direct, and it's a possibility that's a guaranteed sale on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we talked about what Blossom Tales, right? Like that was a game where they put the game on Steam. It did okay, but they said like if it wasn't for this the amount of uh, copies that they sold on the Switch, like they were gonna have to close the studio down. And yeah, it's stories like that that you hear, right? And now Microsoft is obviously trying to do not something similar, but you know, a lot of these indie studios are taking these Game Pass deals so that they can secure funding for their next game. Yeah, you know, and, and to put their game on Game Pass, and that's really smart on both sides, right? Where Microsoft comes in and kind of, you know, quote unquote, saves an indie studio, and then this indie studio gets to keep doing what they love, you know, is make making yeah. great games. Yeah, and I think sometimes when if some some players like oh, you know, they may enjoy it or not finish it on Game Pass, you know, they get their feel of it, but they may, they may be like, oh, this game is coming to Switch and it's getting to physical. I've like double dipping has become big because mm-hmm. of Switch. I mean, how many ta- how many games have we double dipped on? You know, oh, I mean, we talk, we used to talk about that all the time. Shoot, we double dipped on Doom. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at the uh, I was looking at the eShop. I'm like, should I'm I'm like, man, I should get uh, Doom Eternal. Yeah, Disney. I mean the whole the whole package is only like thirty bucks, like with the DLC. Yeah. So I ended up just getting that one. Uh, but I mean, like even like the Outer Worlds is on sale. Like, yeah, that's an interesting one. I think I think I'm gonna get that and kind of look at it because I want to see how that game runs on Switch. I've heard mixed things. It's on sale, right? Yeah, think... it's it's on sale. So the base version is like twenty one something, twenty two something, mm-hmm. and the overall package that like with all the DLC and stuff is forty, which is not a bad deal. Sorry, I just mute myself because I <laughs> sneezed real loud. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, th- I mean, there's a lot of great games available. Obviously, like 
you're paying for the portability, you're not paying for, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously the Xbox Series X is going to run Doom Eternal a thousand times better than the Switch. Yeah. But like, you're paying for the, the functionality of taking it with you. And, you know, if you want to play the PC or the Xbox version of these games or the PlayStation version, you can go do that, right? They're not, like, forcing you to buy them. But it's it's kind of nice to have these versions there, right? I talked about Wolfenstein. Like, Wolfenstein, actually, I think, like, not that I'm, like, kind of pulling for this version or anything, but it only being a 720p game, and running at 30 frames with some motion blur to make it feel faster, right? Like, yeah, it feels like it's supposed to be that way because it's obviously it's a game that takes place in the 1960s. So like that little bit of haze and the little bit of like slowness and uh, just certain things makes it feel (laughs) like not like a period correct you know, filter on it or mm-hmm. anything, but it makes it feel more, <laughs> it makes it feel better in a way, you know? Yeah. Uh, it just like the interaction feels. Yeah. Like it's like... weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird description. Obviously like 4k 60 on Xbox or PC is like the way to play those games. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to hide that, but like it's a unique feel on switch just because of the way it looks. <laughs> Right, and that, and we had a talk, a discussion about like the graphics on the Switch doesn't really matter. It's just for uh, for a lot of us Nintendo players, we just like as long as it's it's running and it's not buggy, we could deal with all of that. We don't. I have a question for you though. <clears throat> yeah. Do the graphics not matter because the graphics don't matter, or do the graphics not matter because Nintendo has trained us to think that graphics don't matter? Because <laughs> like. I, we were talking on Bostros, not the one that you were on, but the one the prior week. Yeah. We were like, I love Breath of the Wild. I think it's it's definitely probably my favorite game of all time. I've mm-hmm. I mean, we're still talking about it literally five years later, we're still talking about it. But looking at Horizon Forbidden West, like wouldn't don't you just want to see if Nintendo can make a Zelda game that looks like that? I I don't think so. Why? And I think why? And you want to know why? I think... I do want to know why. <laughs> That's why I said uh, why. <laughs> uh, I think because of the color palette of it. You well, know, I'm not yes, talking. It... I'm not saying Breath of the Wild specifically. I'm just saying Zelda in particular, like a just like like. Remember the Wii U tech demo? Yes. Of Zelda. And we yes. thought that was the Zelda we were going to get for years. We thought we were going to get that Zelda, and we never did. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you want a Zelda like that? I would. Yes, I would like a, love a Zelda like that. But I think, I think with Nintendo working with that kind of graphic style and everything, I feel like it not it doesn't lose its charm. It kind of loses. I think it loses its memorability about it. No, that Wii U Tech demo is super memorable. Yeah, it it, it memorable. is. <laughs> Whatever. It We're is. making up words now. <laughs> it is, but I think when we, we and we're just using Zelda kind of as, as an example because the thing about it is is that when we look at the graphics of the Zelda game, we could talk about 
because of Wind Waker is always going to come up. Twilight Princess is always going to come up. Breath of the Wild is always going to come up. And it's just like, I think it's it's looking at it, getting an idea, and then moving on. And I think with Zelda, it's just like, it's so much the experience. And it's so much this world is so colorful and vibrant and lively. As beautiful as Horizon is, I think it feels somewhat a bit dead because of the color palette. I, it, I mean, and I, th- and I think it's because of me playing Forbidden West. I don't know. I I think you're wrong. I would love to see a Zelda like, like <laughs> I mean, not necessarily like super realistic like Horizon, but that with that uh-huh. like that fidelity and that like just the care that I, they take in in every little detail of the character and like I think that's I, what you're getting at. Yeah. Uh, Zelda was a bit. Uh, the Zelda games were a bit more detailed. Well, I, it's like, not even right. just detailed. I just want I want them to use the power of like <laughs> something stronger than you know this <laughs> this. I mean, yeah, the Switch is five years old, but the tech inside is like fifteen years old. Like, I want something oh, yeah. like you know, this is it's basically to use a <laughs> an altered phrase. It's basically two Wii U's taped together. <laughs> God, remember when they said that about the Wii? It was basically yeah. two GameCubes duct taped together. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Mm. Fair, I guess. Yeah. But, God, the I Wii, think, dude. We'll, we'll have a discussion about that. No, we will Further not. in the future. <laughs> I said further in the future. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, I would, yes, I agree. I would love to see a Horizon game for Zelda. But I think, I, I, would, I would say this, that if they go that route, Anuma cannot be the producer or director of it. It needs to literally be a new team, some younger talent, because I feel like they will understand what Horizon, as a series, Horizon is going for. Mm-hmm. So learning for that to incorporate into the Zelda series, it may be bringing for a new genre of players, a new community of players. I think they could achieve that. I, I really do. I really do think they could achieve that. But I think Anuma and the old guard would have to move away from it because it's not fitting for them as a team. I mean, that's fine. You like, I, if it's a new team, I mean, we saw. I mean, yeah. we, we see what the young, like the quote unquote younger Nintendo teams are doing, right? Splatoon is like a really awesome yeah. idea. Pikmin, I mean, I know that was Miyamoto's kind of creation, but like, he still at the time had a younger team work on it, and that was really yes. interesting. Or, you know, Box Boy, or you know, some of these other. I mean, look at some of the games that Nintendo's published over the last couple of years, right? Good Job, uh-huh. or uh, what was that one? Moving, moving out. Was that the one that they did? Uh, moving out. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Nintendo. Even, Nintendo even has the- interesting ideas and. What was what was that cross game with the Legend of Zelda that music one that they were hopping? Oh, Cadence uh, of Hyrule. Cadence of Hyrule, yeah, th- that's a younger team because of of them, you know, making their indie game. But Nintendo went to them to go to incorporate that, and look what they executed. Yes, yeah. So, I don't know. I would just like I would just love to see. <laughs> I really just want that Wii U tech demo as a full game. That's really what I want. Like that was good enough for me. And I think it's, I think it it, it still is a pos- in the realm of possibilities of happening. I mean, I I do too, but it's going to be a long time because I think Breath of the Wild is so popular. 
Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, I re- remember when, uh, right before Reggie retired, he was talking about how, you know, Nintendo wanted to, after, like, it was him and Anuma and I think Bill Trennan, like, maybe a little bit after Breath of the Wild came out, and they were kind of talking, and Anuma said that they wanted, <laughs> now granted, it's five years later and we still don't have a Zelda game, uh, but he said that he wanted to make more than one or two games on the same engine so they could get them out quicker because he knows that Zelda fans don't want to wait five or six years per, per yeah. entry, right? And uh, yes. I th- that's that's another reason why I think we're going to get a Breath of the Wild quote-unquote trilogy is because they want to keep using this engine, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is fine. Like I I love I love Breath of the Wild. I I what I I hope they do an entire trilogy, but after that, like I want to see them kind of revisit the more. I want to see them revisit a darker, almost Twilight Princess esque style, but in the vein of that Wii U tech demo is what I really want. So this comes into play, or yes. They could do like in between games. Like, I mean, the next the game after Breath of the Wild two doesn't have to be Breath of the Wild three. It could be something different, and then they revisit Breath of the Wild three, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they could technically do that. Well, that's why I was about to ask. I'm like, does Monolith Soft now play a big part in the Zelda games? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think their role is pretty limited to building the world in general uh-huh. you know i mean they're they're experts in kind of large open spaces and you know creating a a, a believable livable world right and so yes. i think that's where breath of the wild 2 is actually going to shine is that world's going to feel more lived in right mm-hmm. Where like the world was awesome and discovering things in the world was cool but it was pretty if you weren't in like one of the main towns it was pretty empty you know? Yeah. And so like, I hope they kind of come around and like Hyrule is quote unquote being rebuilt or with the rumor of like the time travel stuff, you go to an area that was falling apart and there's suddenly a village there. Right. Yeah. Bus- uh, bustling and, and, and whatever. So I don't know. There's a lot of ways they could go. I just, am just going to keep talking about this. Wii U tech demo. If you guys haven't watched <laughs> it, like a, I don't know how you haven't because it's the most beautiful Zelda thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but B, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's really interesting. It, uh, they play around with the lighting and uh, mm. basically Link walks into the Temple of Time and he fights a giant Goma. And it's like graphically something. It's one of the most impressively graph- impressive graphical things that Nintendo has ever done. So I, I, I it just hit my mind. What if they did show, revisited that trailer? Un- Unreal Engine Five is now introduced. Like, like I mean, Nintendo. They don't, they don't. I mean, they don't need that. I, they don't. They don't need that. I don't. I mean, that would be awesome. Like, I would love to right, see. I'm, like, I would love to see him go into the Temple of Time. Like, they recreate that scene from maybe like an Ocarina of Time remake almost, right? Where mm-hmm. they walk into the Temple of Time as Kid Link and he pulls out the Master Sword and then you get like this super realistic Link and they kind of remake and reimagine Ocarina of Time for yeah. God, the 25th anniversary is coming up soon, right? Uh-huh. So what, what is it? 97? 98? 
So mm. it's soon. Yeah. Next but year. I, I think if I, I guess I'm trying to get to a transitional kind of thing. Like you are seeing the graphics from that trailer, but it looks more detailed. Just be like, oh wow. Yeah. And then the transition to be like, no, you're now actually playing the game. Yeah. This is what the team has done. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I could see I could see of Time remake done like that, or I mean, just even yeah. even include that, and maybe like we added a special dungeon to mm-hmm. give more to the world. Well, they seem to be on a cadence of like, it's almost like a a new game, which would be obviously Breath of the Wild, a Warriors game, a remake, a remake, and then a remaster. Yes, in some form. Of that, right? Because uh, since Breath of the Wild, we got we got Hyrule Warriors, and then we got uh, uh, Link's Awakening, and then we got Age of Calamity, and then we got Skyward Sword, right? And now Breath yes. of the Wild Two is the next one, so we'll probably get <laughs> Hyrule Warriors Three. No, uh, God, that would, I would cry. I would seriously cry. I'm sorry. I, I enjoyed what I played of Age of Calamity, but jeez, I don't need another Warriors game. I'm already mad about the Fire Emblem one. <laughs> Three hopes. I, I think they only had, only going to work on, if they do the Warriors game, I think it's only Fire Emblem. And no, I bet I thought we get another think, Zelda one at some point. I mean, you kind of got to give it to Ubisoft. They did Mario Rabbids, and we were just like, what the world? And it worked. I know, it was awesome. <laughs> and we can't wait for two. Um, but I think, okay, so yes, Corey, yes, I do want it, okay? <laughs> I want it. I think I'm just like, I I, I think... You heard it Horizon, here first, folks. He wants it. I, just, I like, Hor- just like on Boss Wars Podcast, where he finally <laughs> confessed that he's a huge Nintendo fan. Gosh, uh, that was so funny. Oh, uh, goodness. <laughs> I cannot... I cannot wait to see the reaction on Monday. <laughs> I'm clipping that out. I'm just going to post it to Twitter. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, I think. So I, I will say, I think a new in the team, if they go back and bring in that uh, GameCube demo for another game, yes, I'm with it. If they no, want to the do the Horizon demo, the Wii U demo. Was it? I thought it was a. Oh no, you're right. It was the Wii U. I thought it was the game you did before. Are we talking about the same thing? Or are we not talking about the same thing? What are you the talking one that about? He, the one that he was fighting the spider. I thought that was GameCube. No, that was the Wii U. That was like the very first thing they showed off, like at the end, right before they did the whole Nintendo Land thing. What was the GameCube one then? The GameCube was one GameCube? was the Space World one, where they used they basically made like an up up resed uh, Ocarina of Time Ganon fight. The, the so Ganondorf the spider fight. The spider one was so the spider one was Wii U. Yeah, I thought that one was GameCube. No, the GameCube one was they showed off Luigi's Mansion, they showed off Mario one twenty eight, and they showed off they just showed off the Legend of Zelda, and it was it was Link fighting Ganon. And I just remember, like, Ganon blocked a strike from the Master Sword, and then he did, like, this, you know, come here thing or whatever. Ah, you are right. I know I'm right. I'm always right. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because they... Sorry, I had to pause it. I had to uh, actually go on YouTube and watch it Hmm. uh, to see it. 
man, that Zelda concept though. Oh my gosh, it was so, so beautiful. I can, so I think they can bring that. I think that's the stuff that Anuma can do and bring. I think if they're gonna do the Horizon thing, I think they're gonna use Unreal Engine Five to bring that style, bring that look, and a new team would do it. Cause I think the I think a new team will understand it. Cause like after Anuma for the Zelda series, who does it go to? I don't know. I mean, we we've seen Mario move on from Miyamoto. Yes. I mean, Odyssey, right, was not Miyamoto. I mean, he kind of was a producer, but I mean, he wasn't like hands-on like he used to be, you know? It's 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 a new Nintendo, right? I mean, it it I don't know. I, I just think I think Nintendo is we we've seen it this whole generation. Yeah. It's just they're moving on, right? The rebirth of Zelda, a new team yes. working on Mario, Splatoon taking off. Uh Smash Brothers Ultimate, right? It's an it's a new Nintendo. I, I mean, I think, it's still like an old old Nintendo, but I mean, it's still a new Nintendo. You Nintendo. know what I mean? And I think it's time. I think we. I I would love for them to introduce the new directors and producers and stuff. Um, for us, I to mean, Kuizumi does the the directs. I know, but the teams that are making those games, they, I would love they, to see. They do. They do. They bring that guy that's the Splatoon producer out in the lab coat when the game's ready. They well, do yeah. that stuff. They yeah, do that and stuff. We, and we, yeah, but I'm like, we don't know who's the new team doing Fire Emblem. We don't know who's doing the Mario, um, or 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 stuff yeah, like that, that. Like it's Nintendo. They want you to know that these are Nintendo games. They don't want you to know if the A team is working on this one or the B team is mm-hmm. working on this. I mean, Fire Emblem. We know it's either Intelligent Systems or it's it's uh, Bandai or Koei Tecmo. Koei Tecmo. So, I mean, that's that's just. I think Intelligent Systems is making this one, uh, personally, but for the new Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hope it's that pirate one. I really want I, that pirate Fire Emblem. I would love. I would love the designs would be off the chain, dude. It would, would be like. I mean, it would be like. I think the designs would be like the Shantae games mixed with uh-huh. with whatever current Fire Emblem is. Is pretty much what I imagine. You know, yeah. they're trying to get that fan service in there. I mean, they did. I mean, Wind Waker and uh, Spirit Tracks and all of that stuff. So they have a history with having a pirate kind of look to their games. I know. And stuff. But I think the, the more artwork would be more detailed. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. I just, I would, I just want a new Fire Emblem. <laughs> I, the, uh, I want a lot of things. <laughs> E3. E3 is going to be so big this year. Which kind of leads it to our <laughs> discussion. Uh, because, like, the future of Nintendo for 2022 is definitely strong. Definitely just, like, good googly moogly. We we're still at a point that we don't know what could be announced or what could be dropped. And just from like starting now in March, I mean, yes, we got the Pokemon Direct, so we know we're getting Scarlet and Violet, um, which is going to probably be big as more Pokemon get announced and released. Um, I don't know. I think I think Donald Duck sealed the deal <laughs> <laughs> with Quaxley. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like we got, you know, just this month in March, 
uh, by the time you guys see this uh, triangle strategy is out and it's getting great reviews. A lot of nines, nine point fives and nines, and some eights. So that's that's really good. Um, the Kirby and the Forgotten Land demo is out. Um, and people seem to be enjoying that. Uh, I, I think more people probably gonna play it this weekend, or there's gonna be more talk about it. I know definitely we'll talk about it on Power Block uh, to give our um, give our thoughts about it and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I played it this morning and it's really good. And I really, when I mean that, say that yeah, this could be a game of the year contender. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I'm gonna. It really, I'm going to try to play Kirby and uh, Triangle Strategy for next week because I think I think those are two. I mean, obviously, the Kirby demo is big, but Octopath or God, Triangle Strategy is like <laughs> the big one. And yeah. I know I know Dan's going to have a lot to say on that too. So, yeah, I, I will say Corey, when you go in with Kirby, the the control is really tight. It's really good. I'm like, oh yeah, they. They were messing around with this game in 3D. Like they they got it right with this controller and stuff. Um, but right. yeah, <laughs> but their their 20 their 2022 is looking just yeah. just so good, man. Where's that graphic I had? I had a graphic. Oh, there it you is. Know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean. You start at, I mean, we had a strong January already, right? I mean, yes. we had an co- episode come out, what, a couple weeks ago where we kind of talked about <laughs> their 2022 and what it might look like, and then we just got <laughs> bombarded. That, that episode did not age well. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. Uh, I mean, Pokemon, obviously, in January, right? And then February had a lot of kind of weird and interesting third party and indie stuff right a monarch was like i think monarch might have been like the big one right that rpg by the x persona team and uh Ezio collection and uh you know one of the atelier games i think came out in february so i mean there's a lot in in february for people but i mean starting in march is like oh my gosh just i'm gonna cry a little bit I mean, Triangle Strategy, Kirby, Mario Kart DLC, uh, Rune Factory 5. Like, that's four huge games right there. Uh, Yeah. And I know some people are excited for Chocobo GP, which is like that Final Fantasy racing game. So, I mean, March is just huge for Nintendo. Yeah, it's just... Goodness, it didn't go into April, dude. That's... Like when I, me and LeBron was talking, um, Boss Rush, um, I'm just like, how you go from Chrono Cross to Advance Wars Reboot Camp? And mm-hmm. then I'm like, man, I'm like, that's, even though Chrono Cross is going to be on other platforms, I'm like, for Switch, that's two strong RPGs. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people, there's a hugely mixed audience on Chrono Trigger. I, I liked it when I played it, but I mean, April, like, I, I know a lot of people are excited for Advance Wars, but then you got to talk about Nintendo Switch Sports. Oh, that's going to be huge. Nintendo Switch Sports is the biggest, this is the biggest game in April, I would argue. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, <laughs> people are 
old enough to be nostalgic for Wii Sports <laughs> at this point. You know, which I am a little bit, right? I remember getting my Wii and playing Wii Sports. <laughs> Even though I wanted to play Zelda, I played Wii Sports the first day and then didn't play Zelda for a week because I got sick. <laughs> but Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, Wii Sports was an important part of a lot of people's lives, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, heck, it was like the only game like half the audience owned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, you know i mean bowling bowling and tennis were like oh my gosh dude bowling and tennis were insane just just imagine that gay just, just think of animal crossing uh the fitness gang and uh and nintendo switch sports of all of those came out in 2020 21 during the pandemic Man, yeah. I could just see how I think that would have sold way more switches than anticipated. Yeah, I mean, sure, but I mean, we're not—they're not selling them then; they're selling them now. So yes. Uh, also, like uh, Thirteen Sentinels, I think a lot of people are looking forward to. Yeah. Although I didn't realize that was a sixty-dollar game. Why is it a sixty-dollar game? It because it, it was a game from it's Atlas and uh, it's a port it from the PlayStation game. Well, it came out last year, I think, for PlayStation or twenty or twenty twenty. I mean, it was a big game, but it was so low key. And I think because now it's coming to Switch and it's being seen as such, um, like a big game. I really they I think they're gonna recoup any of the losses that they didn't get on PlayStation. And stuff, because a lot of people are just like, when the game comes out for Switch, people are begging folks to play it. They really are. Yeah, I don't even really know what it is, to be honest with you. But I thought it was Vanillaware. It may, may not be. I know it's just like it's dark. It has some deep themes, but yeah. they were just like the the combat and the gameplay is really engaging. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people are excited for Lego Star Wars also. The mm-hmm. Skywalker Saga is coming out then, too, which I might check out at some point. It'll, <laughs> If it's like any of the other Lego games, it'll be like $12 in about eight, six months. <laughs> so yeah. I will check it out then. Collect all your Legos Gosh, for cheap. <laughs> uh, I mean, and then you get into like June, right? You got Mario Strikers and Fire Emblem and cu- the Cuphead DLC and... <sighs> I mean, there's a lot. There's so much. And then July, you got Klonoa. And sometime in the summer, you have, like, Splatoon 3 and and Monster Hunter and Front Mission, mm-hmm. right? And the Gunvolt game, right? So, I mean, there's a lot. There's so much. And then to cap off the summer, you have Xenoblade. Yeah. So, I just... I don't understand why there's so much coming out this year. That's the thing. Is like, why don't you just like Nintendo's notorious for holding games because there's too much to put out at this point. Like, why don't you when, just hold it? When do, well, it's weird because this is what we wanted because we were starving kind of on Wii U. Uh, we was overfed with a lot of questionable content stuff on Wii, but. Like Switch, I feel like it just it has it right. It's just like you have we have the games. We know that we need to release them. We know that you guys are waiting to play a lot of the stuff. 
Right, know. but they also, I mean, they also can hold games because they have the indie market and a lot of stronger third-party partnerships now, right? And so, yes, I mean, we were talking about what October's game could possibly be, right? Zelda could fit in there, but also, like, uh, the leak, the Fire Emblem leak suggested that Fire Emblem could be October's game because it's almost done. Because it was being worked on uh, in tandem with uh, uh, the other houses. Fire Emblem game and uh, uh, Paper Mario. Because Intelligent Systems did Paper Mario. So, ah, uh, okay. This game has been in development for a long time. Which is why, you so, know, Koei, Koei Tecmo did the other did Fire Emblem th- uh, Three Houses. Three Houses? Because the tennis system was doing the other well, was while they, doing their, their one team was doing Fire Emblem and their other team was doing Paper Mario because I think they have two teams. Uh, so I I wondered is do they do Nintendo like their their the companies that they're with? Um, are they all like two or three teams now? I mean, like they increased in teams. I don't. I think it just depends on what team you're looking at right i mean mm-hmm. i mean monolith is four teams we know that so yeah uh i i mean i really don't know but i mean you could technically put fire emblem or zelda in that october spot i think here's the thing if zelda comes out this year it's going in october if they decide to push zelda that's where that fire emblem game's going in in October, yeah, and then they'll hold Fire Emblem until like February, which was what the leak said anyway. So, which would be good because uh, was it a wake? No, it was was it Face or Awakening? What the one that the Fire Emblem that dropped in February around the time that Monster Hunter Four dropped? I don't I don't remember. I I think I know. Hold on. I mean, Shadows of Valencia dropped in May, so let me see. Mm. Fire Emblem Fates Whoops. Fates Fats. Fates release date. Uh, it had to have been Awakening because Fates released in June. Okay. I'm going to look it up just in case, though. Because I know... Nope. Awakening dropped in April. Was it Monster Hunter then by itself? Monster Hunter, what? Which one? Monster Hunter Four. Because I know there was like Monster Hunter Four released in September. Was it uh, Generations? Are you talking about Generations? Maybe. Well, something dropped in February. November. Then then what dropped in February? That was so big. What? (laughs) Which year? I think it was um, because they it was for 3ds. It was a big year for three. It was a big release day for 3ds. Hold on, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was February because whatever whatever Monster Hunter Four dropped. Um, because and the system dropped that day. Like the, the game new was... Nintendo 3DS dropped in February with Majora's Mask. It looks like that might have been it then. 
because they showed off the Majora's Mask uh, 3DS and the Monster Hunter one. That's probably it. Monster did. Hunter 4 Ultimate launched in February. Ah, uh, 4 okay. launched in whatever whatever I said, September, I think. But Yeah. Okay. Caught up now. Okay. That's so a nice looking the, console. That Monster Hunter one. The 3DS one? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was really hard. Uh, we went to Fry's Electronics uh, way out to go see if we could get one, and it was sold out. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, those 3DS special editions were sold out like five seconds after they were released. So, because I wanted that Fire Emblem Fates one real bad. It was that silver and bl- it was like that silver and charcoal one. Yeah. And uh, that was like one of the only ways that or the uh, collector's edition were the only ways you could get revelations on cart. Uh, yeah. But because you have to buy the you have to do- buy the download in order to get it. Yeah. So I that's why I plugged in my 3ds and updated it because I have the DLC, and I wanted to make sure it was on there. Nice. But, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, even into the fall, like you're looking into the fall, you have like listed in, uh, for, it just says 2022, but I mean, you have Bayonetta three, you have Pokemon, you have Sonic frontiers, you have Mario rabbits two, you have Zelda two, you have, uh, Tur- Ninja turtles, which I know a lot of people are excited for, including myself, uh, Metal Slug Tactics, which I know a lot of people are excited for. Marvel's mm-hmm. Midnight Suns, a lot. I think a lot of people kind of forgot that that game existed, but I mean, I think that's going to be pretty big for them. I need to see the trailer of that. Although they need, to, I'm not buying it unless they remove the card system, which they aren't. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> I wanted it to be just like Marvel XCOM, and it's not. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so mad, dude. I well, you know what? It's good that you brought up Marvel. I wonder if will, will Nintendo and Marvel make another game? Like, would they do that Ultimate uh, Four? I mean, I could see that. I mean, I don't, I don't see why they couldn't do that. You know, I mean, Sony's got Spider-Man still, and Microsoft has Indiana Jones. I mean, not yeah. technically Marvel, but it's Disney, right? So. I don't see why not. And then to the worst Pikmin 4 at. <laughs> like, yeah, come where's on. Pikmin 4? Come on. Where's Metroid Prime 4? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other the other possibility of this October could be that Metroid Prime remake they're talking about. <sighs> God, dude, I don't want a remake. I just want I just want to give me the trilogy <laughs> up with like good yeah. controls. That's all I want. Yes. I don't want to pay sixty dollars for a remake of the first game. I want all three. Give me all three. Yes. I, I'm with you. I, I would take a trilogy, trilogy HD. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'll buy a remake of the first one. But what are you... Like, you're going to release the first one, and then you're going to release four? What about the other two? Right. I don't know. <laughs> it, that just, like, that just uh, is like... You've already set a cadence of releasing this game as a trilogy twice. <laughs> already so like why would you stop now 
I don't know. It just it kind of bothers me a little bit. Like I, I understand like a remake of the first one would be really cool, but like then you got to remake the other two. Mm-hmm. Which yes. I mean, <laughs> judging by the timeline of the fourth game, it, you could probably remake the other two and <laughs> still get them out on time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I, I mean, maybe that's going to happen, right? I mean, what when did they announce they were they scrapped it and restarted? Twenty nineteen, uh, right? Twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's only been three years. Nintendo likes to take their sweet time. I could see them maybe remaking the first one mm-hmm. and then just selling a remastered version of the other two. I mean, that seems to be pretty standard in some circles. Well, like, where Microsoft kind of did it with, with Gears, Gears of War yeah. Ultimate. Yeah, like they sold you. Although the there's a rumor that version. a Gears uh, ultimate collection is coming this year so which will which will enhance two three and i think it, i think it's going to include uh a series x and s enhanced version of the first game Ooh. and then uh yeah kind of like a similar treatment to what they did with that first game and then there, it's going to be mm-hmm. like a master chief collection style gears collection of one two three and they didn't. I don't know if they said judgment or not because they. It's it's like rumored to be called the Marcus Phoenix Collection, but I think they would be dumb not to include judgment in there because judgment. Like, I know it's pretty polarizing either way, but I enjoy mm-hmm. judgment. I think it's worth playing. So it's a very arcadey style game. It is, but I mean they they marketed it that way. It was supposed to yeah. be. I could. I wonder would they do like an ultimate collection and just put all six games on mm. there. I don't think I think four and five are I mean, they run perfectly fine and they're all on Game Pass also, so I mean mm. and and Gears Five already got a series X and S update, but Yeah. I mean that I think that's why why I say the ultimate one, because of the updates yeah. and it being like that series X version. I mean um, I can see them going one. into Gears four and just enhancing it. Uh, uh-huh. but also it already got that gears it already got the xbox one x enhancements which is like basically it's basically already enhanced without being enhanced to an mm. extent i mean i think it runs at 1080p 60 maybe 1440 60 and i bet they could probably bump it up to 4k 60 if they really wanted to but i'm not worried about it yeah. Ge- yeah, Gears but... 4 was like going back to Gears 4 after playing Gears 5 is like kind of rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I liked Gears 4 a lot. I I did, but. Gears 5, I just. Gears that direction, 5, man. That direction they went with, not only with the story and the art style, I, I feel like that, that's the. I don't know. The gameplay feels the best in Gears 5. Yeah. It, it's definitely they've definitely perfected it but now they run into this problem where they like it's similar to what sony's run into with horizon and probably god of war right is like that first game you know quote unquote the first game was so good like how do you improve that which is that good and i think a lot of people are it's the same it's the same thing that i had with the division where like i really liked the division one and mm-hmm. I thought I wanted a second Division game, and it turns out the Division 2 is literally the Division 1 in a different city. And it's like, well, maybe I didn't need this. <laughs> uh, you know, and so that's when I'm kind of worried about going into Horizon 
uh, Forbidden West and God of War five, whatever this is, Ragnarok. Uh, uh, Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. So right. like, I'm kind of worried going into those games because I'm like, this is just going to be more of the same, yeah. which is, which is fine. Like I, I don't mind that to an extent, right? I mean, we, we've been playing Nintendo games forever. I mean, it's mm. not like, uh, yeah. more of the same is not necessarily a bad thing. I just, I just, uh, I mean, I ha- I just have my thoughts on Xbox and or PlayStation and Xbox games at this point, and it's just like I just don't know if I can pull myself together for like another round of these. <laughs> yeah, well, it's I think it's maybe not at this point, but I mean, look, I've been playing Destiny for ten years, so I mean, who knows? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just talking out of my ass at this point. Well, I think, I mean. Looking at Sony and Microsoft this year, along with Nintendo, it's, I think we always say it's a great year for gamers. And I think once stuff starts running out for all three platforms, like game-wise, and I know there's going to be a lot of familiar stuff, but I think it's, how do we stay connected to that, that familiar stuff? Does it you know what do they have to do to surprise us or everything i mean that's that's fair and and but then again like i just don't i don't know if i need a surprise anymore either like i i just i mean what's the old saying people people didn't need a car they needed a faster horse who ate less hay right when the car <laughs> was invented i think that yeah. was like the big saying at that point and it's like I, maybe maybe that's what i need you know maybe I'm more optimistic about the changes that Horizon seems to have made than what God of War could possibly do to change at this point. But uh-huh. um, I don't know. We'll see. We're <laughs> well. That's a conversation for another day. I think. Another day. Even though we yeah. just kind of had it, but <laughs> I think we. Well, could, I, think... I think. Laron, take notes. Do this on Crossroads. <laughs> well, I think with when we when we're looking to the future of Nintendo. Um, you know, with the games that they held, that they showed off, I think that builds a good anticipation because maybe, you know, what we see that that tease for is what we'll get. But then when we play more of the game, we learn that, oh, there's a lot to this that we didn't know, in a sense. Oh, yeah. And I, I, and I, and I, and I think that's why we're, that's why I think why we're looking for the next Fire Emblem what are you guys going to enhance with this? Is it going to be the character? Is it going to be the story? Because well, that's, a, like, that's the thing, though, is like Fire Emblem, the characters and the relationships change every game. It's not the yeah. same characters, you know, whereas like mm-hmm. some of these other games, you're playing as the same character, right? And I mean, even, even a Zelda game, you're not playing as the same Link and the same Zelda, right? They're different. Right versions of those characters and different stories and different outcomes and different villains. And so, you know, and, and I don't know. I, that's, I, that's where I stand. I'm, I, it's not that I'm not excited for these other games. It's just harder for me to get excited. I think at this point where I said I would get a PlayStation five for horizon, but now I don't know. I don't know if I will. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to wait until first of all, I'm going to wait till that box is smaller and can fit in my house. Uh, yeah, shit, I'm gonna wait till the system grill is more available. Um, 
well that too but i'm i'm just gonna wait on a full-on revamp at this point it's so yeah. small or it's so big that like i just don't have anywhere to put it i thought i think the series x is big and it i had to stand it up behind my tv <laughs> I, I got to stood up right by right like the side of my tv i'm like yeah this thing is a this it's a tower <laughs> yeah so. no well i think this i think with the future of nintendo for 2022 i think it's gonna be the discoverability um what are we going to learn uh when we get these games and learn what is when stuff gets announced like what is going to be and everything because mm-hmm. I, I i think that's what's keeping the lineup so strong is that we're discovering these new games and we're discovering that they're finally getting a release date and was the wait worth it and to a lot of people it was and everything yeah huh. you know um, anything else, Corey? Um, I don't know. Why are you trying to get out of here? Are we trying to wrap up? Oh no, I I, I didn't know if we like fully, you know, if we tackle the uh, the uh, topic. I mean, we yeah. ca- we kind of did. I mean, there's still some things that I think will be announced. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another Mario game coming out at some point, uh, or that. That rumored uh, Donkey Kong game that the Odyssey team is supposedly working okay, on. Okay, so let's talk about that. What is this fascination with Donkey Kong? Because now everybody is asking for it. I, I'm not. I don't care for Donkey Kong at all. Like, uh, uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze were great games, but I'm not, like, clamoring for another one, you know, especially a 3D mm-hmm. one. Remember Donkey Kong's last 3D outing on the N64? Oh, Nobody wanted that. I got that for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, especially when they made a superior game, like, the year before with Banjo-Kazooie. It's like, <laughs> yeah. come on, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you, <laughs> what are you trying to do here? I don't need to collect 40 billion yellow bananas with one character and 40 billion blue bananas with the other character that looks like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like the, man, I don't know. It's, it's these Kong families that are just like, I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Well, it's, well I think it's, it's. The fascination that has just happened with it, I think it's because of people loving Tropical Freeze and waiting to get another 2D platform. Well, then, like, give us, give us, like, an HD version of uh, Returns or a third game like they've been teasing forever. Remember when Nintendo mm-hmm. Italy uh, teased that Donkey Kong game with, like, th- it was like they had three bananas and... Uh, a barrel, and they're like, "We'll see you soon," or whatever. And it was like nothing yeah. happened with it. Like, where's that game? I mean, I guess like maybe Rare was working on it, and then they shifted over to Metroid real fast because they, you know, the original team got pulled off of it. But probably, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think there's plenty of other developers that could take that project over. Which, I'm, which. To be fair, is maybe why we're getting a 3D one with the Odyssey team instead of uh, a third uh, 2D one. And I, I, I kind of feel like 
the Kirby game is going to kind of. I feel like the Kirby game is going to be an indication of it. I don't. I mean, look, these games are developed separately, right? I mean, I think a lot of people like 3D platformers, and you can play one and not like the other. You know what I mean? So I, I I don't know. I think, I think the Donkey Kong one is clearly going to be the one that's for people who like challenging platformers, as opposed to Kirby, right? Although I did see that Kirby has a hard mode. I think I saw Grayson tweet that out. Yeah, it has uh like an easy mode and then wild mode. It's like if you want a little bit more challenge, but it I that's what I did when I did the demo. Um and it's not that hard. It, yeah. it I'm like I think like I said because of how good the controls are, mm-hmm. you'll be able to get through it and everything. And I like kind of like the boss fight that they had. I'm like it's it's a fair challenge. It's not it's not too hard or anything. Yeah. And, stuff. and they, the game really wants you to explore. So, uh it kind of have like in-game achievements and yeah. stuff with it which is going to be like okay i could see people exploring these worlds and taking their time with it um to get through it mm-hmm. that's it yeah so well Corey, i do want to ask do you think nintendo will return to any kind of first person shooters you think they're going to reach out outside of metroid um or anything do you think, I think they're i think they have the perfect formula with metroid to be honest with you because they they can do the 2d thing and the prime thing they can just continue mm-hmm. to alternate right the way that it seems like they might be doing with zelda is like a 3d and then a 2d or top down whatever i think i mean there's no proof of that but they could be doing that i like, i i i, I oh, Oh, I was just gonna say, I think they're surpri- I think they're surprised at how well Dread did, to be honest with you. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I could see them kind of saying, "Hey, Mercury Steam, like we're gonna send a producer to your office, but you could probably have the keys to the kingdom for Metroid at this point." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think it after two successful games, I I think it's sold. Yeah, I think it's sold up. Which. Uh, I'm actually shocked because that Castlevania game was not good that they did. But the Lord maybe, of Shadows too. Uh, whatever the the 3DS one was. Oh, Mirrors of Fate. Yeah, which I mean, I know some people thought it was okay, but it did not review well. And I wonder, I wonder what Nintendo saw in that game to say, "Hey, you want to make a, some Metroid games for us?" Like. That was not the first team I would have thought that would have made a Metro game. I thought they would have gone to somebody like Drinkbox or uh, one of even even Tom Hap have him lead a team, a small team for a two D Metroid. Like Mercury Steam was the last team I would have thought Nintendo would have gone to after that. So, so I think they had a um. Because Mercury Steam, I think they talked about how they even got the Simmons Returns project. Yeah, I and mean, I think, which is I, fine. Like I remember, the, I remember the interview, right? Mm-hmm. I, and they did it at Treehouse that year. Yeah, so I, I think it was because of when they did Simmons Return, and uh, you know, and I feel like Mercury Steam, I think because of Mirrors of Fate, they had an idea but no direction. And I think when Nintendo yeah. was just like, okay, we're going to let you guys do Samus Return, but we're going to oversee it. We're going to give you ideas. And I think them That's... collaborating 
That's true. I mean, obviously, Konami is not very hands-on with their properties at this point. Uh, yeah, like I said, if you look at uh, Lord of Shadows two, yeah, they just let Merc, and I think they did. A, I think they Mercury's thing uh, was like on a budget time, like literally yeah. time budget. So there was stuff that they yeah. couldn't include in that game. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, obviously, Nintendo. We talked about this. Did we talk about this, or did we talk about it on Boss Rush? Where it seems like when these third-party teams come in to make a Nintendo game, it seems like they Nintendo has a better grasp of what these teams are capable of, right? Like, we mm-hmm. talked about... We definitely talked about Platinum on a show at some point. Yes. Uh, and how, obviously, Nintendo has kind of guided them in certain ways, right? I mean, they haven't all been hits. Like, Star Fox Zero was mediocre, but... Bayonetta 2, under Nintendo's direction, was awesome. Astral Chain is a bona fide hit for them. And so, you know, I know Platinum wants to be purchased, right? That's another thing we could talk about on a different episode. Yeah. Uh, I know Platinum is kind of making a play at Microsoft right now, but, I mean, their biggest hits right now are on Nintendo consoles. Like, Babylon's Fall by all... all... Everything I've heard, that game is just dead in the water. Like, have, have the reviews <laughs> come out for that game? I, I mean, I don't know, but everything I've heard, like the Giant Bombcast shredded it, uh, Nextlander shredded it. You know, all these companies are shredding this game, just like. Oh, I'm gonna have to hear this. Yeah, uh, Jeff Jeff Gersman at Giant Bomb said he has he's having a hard time trying to think of a game that disappointed him more in the first couple hours than this game. Than it, it, like, Because you would think that Nier Automata with Square Enix was, and that may be in a difference. I feel like it's Yeah, a but that's team. a single-player action game. Yes. This is a game-as-a-service multiplayer game that nobody asked Platinum to make. Nobody asked for this. They had to take the money for Square, and this is probably well, this why. Well, is, this is why going independent was was probably the wrong move for them. I'm sorry, right? Like, mm. I mean, like trying to publish themselves instead of like going out and getting a publisher and having their games funded, right? Like, this was a bad move for them. I'm sorry. Like, I and like Platinum this... just as much as the next guy, but like, they need direction. They need so, to to develop a game with a purpose and a roadmap in front of them. So I think that because this would be their kind of like in a way third failure because third. Ninja Turtles, yeah, Ninja Turtles didn't do good. Some people like the Transformers. The, the Transformers, I would say, would would be mixed because I enjoyed it for a bit, um, even though it does get repetitive. I think they got. Um, I think they got more failures than that. Hold on. The the, the Turtles one got you know kind of. QC, um, that Corey game that they did got QC. Okay, um, here. Okay, I would say Anarchy Reigns was a failure. Was that weird fighting game? Legend of Korra was a failure. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a failure. Yeah. Uh, I would say Scalebound, definitely a failure. Babylon's Fall seems like it's going that direction. 
they had that one game on Apple that people enjoy. Oh, Soul Cresta. It's coming out on Switch soon. That's I no, mean that's a two D shoot 'em up. I think I think that's I think that's gonna be all right. Yeah, I'm, no, there was there was a different one. They did it like an action game, a stylized action game on Apple Arcade. Well, they did. Yeah. Huh. Um. And no, that says two thousand nine. Because it came out last year, and I know people enjoyed it. I. Th- I think you're. T- I think you're talking about. Hold on. What's Lost Order? Nope, that's not it. Mm-mm. Lost Order does sound familiar, but I don't. I don't, I don't recognize that. I'm gonna go to their games. Uh, what's a World of Demons? It may be. Hmm. Uh. Platinum Games is introducing a new exhilarating combat action title, World of Demons. Platforms. Apple Arcade. Yeah, that's it. It's this. Wow, Ed, this looks like a game that's... Dude, this is straight up Okami with ninjas. How have you not played this game, Ed? Because I don't have Apple Arcade. Dude, this is literally this is literally Okami with a ninja instead of a wolf. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, that's the one. I wonder if I wonder if they're when their Apple contract expires if that'll come to other platforms. That seems like Probably. an easy that seems like an easy move for them. Yeah. But uh what were we talking about? I don't remember. I'm lost now. Oh uh, uh about Platinum's failures. Oh yeah. and uh them working with other companies. Uh, because um, we were talking about Mercury Steam, uh, with them working with Nintendo for Metroid. Right. Uh, the original question is, can Nintendo get back into first-person shooters? Um, oh. You know, um, but it's it did lead into. I mean, because you're right, because because I know people don't like other M Metroid other M, but I'm just like if you play Kobe Tecmo's. Ninja Gaiden games, even outside of the difficulty, when you have to deal with that camera, it's a mess. It's co- it's confusing. It's, and for a lot of people, it gets frustrating. And I feel like they got it right with Metroid Other M. Whether it be, like I said, whether you like it or not for the other stuff, they got the action right. They make sure that you didn't have to frustrate with the camera. And the Metroid... And I think the Metroid team, they were just, when they was working with them, Corey Tegman was on the right track, but I think they just couldn't figure it out right. Where Mercury Steam, because of Mirrors of Fate, they both were able probably to bounce ideas and kind of showing them, like, hey, we know where you want to go. We could execute it, but we're going to add some flair or our ideas and make it better. Like, we're going to add, uh, yeah, just and make it better. I was gonna, I keep saying enhance <laughs> uh, and stuff, or I should say update some ideas, you know, and it, and it for them in a sense. Yeah, and like, like, if we giving Bandai Namco its credit, they really made Smash what it is, like, they took it to another level. Yeah, um, but I mean, they've been work. I mean, they've 
seriously been I mean they've been working on this game for almost a dec or over a decade at this point. Yeah. So I mean I mean if you cuz a lot of it's based on the Wii U version, right? So I mean mm-hmm. you just got to take that and say, "Hey, this is like I don't know. I think I think that they kind of mastered that uh and I think didn't they do the Wii version also? Yeah, they so, did. So, I mean, they've been working on Smash for well over 15 years. I kind of wonder will Nintendo go back to Capcom because the last game that they worked on was that Luigi Special Arcade game. I mean, I I don't know. They, Nintendo makes a lot of smart partnership decisions, so I wouldn't think. Uh, I don't think they would hesitate to do that. It has to be the now, right project, but yeah, because I don't think they're going to go back to Square Enix. I mean, I think I think they will, right? I mean, they still got a bunch of games coming out. Like they have the the Dragon Quest three HD two D thing. They have they have quite a few things coming still. Yeah, but like Super Mario RPG is the only no oh, nobody collaborative. That's Dude, that's what I mean. Nobody under the age of thirty five cares about Super Mario RPG. Okay, you might be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you listening might be surprised. I mean, I don't care about Super Mario RPG, <laughs> but you know, that's just me. I know, because I think who who did we say that we would love to see that open world kit Icarus be done by? Oh, monolith, monolith. I mean, we were talking about like do doing like a Breath of the Wild style kit Icarus, but have it be more vertical instead of. How, I mean. It'd be cool if it was just as wide, and it seems like I mean, it seems like Breath of the Wild Two is going to be pretty vertical, also. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine Nintendo Crystal Dynamics do something like a new IP? No, because Microsoft's going to buy them as soon as their Avengers contract is. <laughs> you no. know, we would have to do a special AXP for that if it happens. I'd be like, Corey, I don't care where you at. Get on the mic. <laughs> we got to talk about it. I mean, this. yeah. I, it's, I, it's, dude, I would literally be excited. Yeah, I still I mean, I still think Microsoft's going to buy Square's Western Division once their Marvel contracts are up. So, But they have to sell it as a package. They're not going to sell them individually. So um, I don't know. I, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but also we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Hold on. Babylon's Fall is trending. Let's see what people have to say. <laughs> Babylon's Fall could be the la- latest flop for Square Enix, a company that needs more strong AAA hits. Less than 1,000 players at launch on Steam. Less than 4,000 Twitch viewers. Uh, no Xbox mis- uh, release may have been a mistake. Game Pass would be a great fit. Um, <laughs> Platinum Games is my personal pick for a developer to sell next. Too many failures and red flags going off with this one. Ooh. Um, on release day, Babylon's Fall peaked at fewer than 650 concurrent players. Uh, the game looks like an early PlayStation 3 game. Um... Yeah, I mean this this platinum needs some help. It seems so. Um, well, I guess the also it was a big mistake to release it the week of Elden Ring and Horizon. 
That was a terrible mistake. <laughs> Especially with Elden Ring, man. Everybody seems to be loving that game. Yeah. Anyways, back to uh, what we were talking about. I just, uh, I don't know. I think I think Nintendo's 2022 is is strong. Yes. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely just as strong or stronger than Sony's based on volume alone. Yeah, I you know. think there's more, to, more to come. I'm. So. That's why I I really want to see. Is Square Enix does their presentation this month? I, I mean, their presentation is going to be Final Fantasy fourteen, Forspoken, maybe some Dragon Quest updates, and Final mm. Fantasy sixteen. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you don't. You think they're going to keep? All the Nintendo, because all of the stuff that happened in Nintendo directly, be like, okay, we, you guys already know this. I mean, it, de- it depends on if Nintendo's publishing their stuff or if Square is publishing it, right? Because uh, Triangle Strategy and Octopath were both published by Nintendo, and World Ends with You was published by Nintendo. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought Square Enix was publishing them. They developed them. But they did not publish them. Nintendo published them. So when Octopath Traveler came out... It was a timed exclusive for Nintendo, which is why Nintendo published them. And so when it uh, came to Xbox, it came to Xbox literally like two weeks after their exclusivity end, ended. Because it hit PC. It didn't ex- mm. Yeah, but I, I think... I think the console manufacturers seem to be treating PC as like the, hey, we can get a little bit more out of this. And mm. like your console exclusivity does not pertain to PC, right? I mean, Sony's been doing this forever with uh, like like Death Stranding and um, what were the uh, those the detroit become human and all those other oh i mean uh, quite a dream yeah so i mean whatever it's and then obviously microsoft just doesn't care they're just like oh there's another platform to put our games on here you go (laughs) you hear about that star wars star wars eclipse you probably know about it yeah i don't really care i was just like oh okay (laughs) i i didn't know if it was like breaking news or anything (laughs) wow Uh, surprise the studio run by a guy who harasses women and minorities as having trouble hiring for his studio to make a Star Wars game. <laughs> hmm. Surprise. Allegedly. Allegedly. At the time. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't afford it. <laughs> well, because I, 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 that's why I, in our chat I put, how the heck did they make this trailer then? <laughs> I'm like, who the heck made it? I mean, you could hire somebody to make trailers. I mean, you could hire someone like Blur or, you know, I mean, even Disney has the resources at Industrial Light and Magic to make a Star Wars trailer. You know what I mean? True. Like, they own it. They literally own the trailer stu- making studio. Uh, it sounds like their whole studio just up and left. They did. They, they're doing... Uh, Shoot, they're making a game... Like, half that studio left made their own studio, and they're making a game for Microsoft. God, what's it called? The game's called Dusk Falls. Inter- oh. Interior Night, I think, is what the studio's called. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, it's right here. Video game developer. Uh, it's an independent game studio of X Quantic Dream and Sony veterans based in London. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So, but. I wonder what happened to the getaway from Sony. Uh, Sony London turned into a VR studio. And gosh, dude, yeah, Sony has Sony has their own GTA on their hands. I'm surprised they have not invested more in the getaway. Exactly, because I heard they said the first one was was okay. The second one, I think a lot of people really loved that first game. And the second one came out on PS2 when the PS3 was out. So yeah. I think that might have hurt it a little bit, right? I mean, I know a lot of people were still playing PS2 at the time, but. Uh, I think Sony was I put it out. I mean, God of War came out that first year of the PS3, which was like, okay, that's understandable, right? The PS3 is backwards compatible. Uh, everybody and their mom owned a PS2, right? Like, yeah, the PS2 was popular, so it would make sense to put God of War there. But like, I think the Getaway came out in like 2007 when they finally lowered the price of the PlayStation 3. They were finally getting mm-hmm. games out like Heavenly Sword and Resistance. I think were coming out, and so. Yeah. Putting it out on PS2 kind of maybe, uh, and and as great as that first game was, like the Getaway isn't exactly a household name either, especially with GTA out. Like if you're gonna play an open world crime game, you're gonna play GTA at that point, at that time. So I don't know. Hmm. Anyways, when you mention Sony London, I'm just like, man, the Getaway that was. I remember Sony was really hyping and marketing that game, like yeah, to be it was the a cool next game. big thing for them. I thought, I thought for sure it was going to be the, like they were trying to compete with GTA, which was I don't know how smart that was because like a, it's GTA, and three and Vice City totally just blew up out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but B like GTA was exclusive to PlayStation until Vice City or until san andreas so why would you try to be competing with yourself at that point i don't know it was a weird decision but i'm not here to argue that either <laughs> i think probably the popular popularity of open world games or open world crime games becoming a big business uh for them oh yeah but i don't know hey but yeah yeah, what do you uh, what do you say we get out of here? We've been recording for an hour and forty minutes ish. Yeah, we can. And we it's can. almost one o'clock, and I have to work <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, wrap it up. Um, I mean, don't we, get me wrong; actually, I want to keep talking, but I'm trying to think of everything I have to do tomorrow, and it's just not going to be good if I'm <laughs> extra tired. Yeah, um, I think we we hit a lot of topics in you know we normally do our thing get off a topic and everything because we cover pretty much a lot of ground here um and just seeing what can happen with nintendo and this and switch and now probably with other companies working with them in the future because like i said i when when we was talking earlier and we're gonna get out we were talking earlier, like in the weekend, you mentioned that shoot, Microsoft brought Crystal Dynamic, and I'm just like, that is a stronger library, and I could, and I, I personally wouldn't be mad at it at all. 
No, I, our, just, our, I just think it made more sense than... I don't know. I don't want to have this conversation again, but I mean, I just think it made more it sense. It just made more sense. Yeah. So, uh, where, um, Corey, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me hosting Boss Rush Podcast and Nintendo Power Block with Ed. Yay. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at that Virtuco and check me, Corey, Jacob, and Dan out on Nintendo Power Block. Um, and yeah, keep checking out Boss Rush Network on, at bossrush.net and on our YouTube page, Boss Rush Network, and check out some of our content on your podcast of choice. For that, everybody, have a great week, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on Special Pass. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.